Hi, I'm Spencer. And I'm Blake. And you're you're about about to get get jumped. jumped. Welcome to Blake and Spencer Get Jumped, a weekly podcast where we watch the anime so you don't have to. But you still should. This week on Get Jumped, we are watching Naruto. Yeah, it's the story of a Norwal that fell in love with a big toe, and they had a child, and it's named Naruto. That is not at all correct. No. Well, whatever. Let's jump in. Are jumping into Naruto. Uh, specifically, we're going to watch the first five episodes of Naruto today. That's b- basically the introduction arc. And before we get going on these episodes, I, I wanted to talk a little bit about the show, but more specifically, or I guess more generally, like how anime come to be. So, so there's there's manga, which is the Japanese comic books, and then there's anime, which is um, the uh, I hate to say cartoon series, but the animated series that are usually based off of the manga, usually a show will be based off of a serialized manga that shows up in a um, a magazine that publishes a weekly chapter of like 18 pages or so. Yeah. Um, specifically we're getting into, we're getting to Shonen Jump series. Yeah. Which are, which are some of like the big heavy hitters. Like, uh, if you've, if you've ever heard of anime or manga, you usually hear the, you know, hear about one of the big three, which is like One Piece, Bleach, and of course, Naruto. Yeah. Um, And then the predecessor to all of those, that's Dragon Ball Z. Yeah. Those are the big ones that you've heard of. Those are specifically Shonen anime. Um, which is action anime targeted at boys. Mm-hmm. And there's also the, the counterpart of that is shoujo, which is usually like, um, romance comedies and drama. And those, I guess it's targeted at girls. Um, but yeah, Shonen Jump is a popular magazine in Japan. It's actually the most popular, uh, manga magazine in Japan. Um, partially because it ran series like Dragon Ball and like Naruto and Bleach, and it currently is running One Piece. Yeah, forever and uh, ever yeah. until the end of time. It also it had a. Uh, it'll never reach the Grand Line, right? It had a wait uh, One Piece. It had, wait, they've already reached the Grand Line, haven't they? I, I don't know. I'm not. I just started, so I'm really behind on One Piece. But that's not why we're here today. So uh, let's talk about rubber people and also how they can't swim. No, super wrong. We'll talk about that sometime, maybe. But uh, yeah, Shonen Jump. It had a brief stint in America for a couple of years with a with a print magazine, but uh, now it's online only. Still going strong in Japan, and uh, yeah. So that's kind of the history of. Uh, of manga in a very general nutshell. Yeah. Uh, Naruto, it, it looks like the show came out around 2002, so the manga had presumably been going successfully for probably a couple of years prior to that. Okay, so he said successfully. What he told me right before we started watching this, though, was that there was a manga before the manga that I started reading, and he was like, 
be prepared. It is nothing like you actually read or watched as a show. Yeah, so this is actually... So you'll notice if you read manga, you'll see that the first chapter is usually a lot longer than the other chapters. Yeah. And that's pretty normal. But the thing about Naruto, I don't know if its first chapter is significantly longer, but there's a one-shot that is called Naruto. And it is... It's like the um the author of Naruto I think is named Kishimoto I think I'm not sure I think it's Masashi Kishimoto I'm not sure he did this one shot where Naruto it's got a lot of the same pieces Naruto's design is pretty similar it's him in the goggles instead of the headband that he's mostly known for and um he is not a foxtail demon I don't think or if he is, I don't know that he turns into a fox, but I do remember he distinctly turns into a bat and flies around. He, I think, is a demon instead of is a demon host. And it's like a heist hijinks thing. It definitely has a lot more inspiration pulling directly from Dragon Ball. Um, you'll find it, when you watch or read Naruto that the time is a little ambiguous. They have a lot of technology, but for the most part, it reads like uh, something that happened in the past. The Naruto one-shot is a lot more futuristic technology-wise. It's weird. It's interesting. I'm not saying you shouldn't read it. I think if you're interested in it, go check it out. I've actually read it a couple of times, but it's really weird. He's read it a couple of times and still does not understand exactly what he just read. It's been a while, and it's <laughs> very different from the series itself, but there's a lot of the seeds of especially the early episodes that are scattered in there. So I guess let's just, let's talk about the early episodes. Okay, cool. Um, so we started with, uh, the first episode. That's enter Naruto. Okay. Uzumaki. So the first thing that happens to you is they hit you like straight off the bat with like this gigantic shot of this like, uh, big giant fox that's like destroying a village. With all these tails yeah. flying around. And like these really, really dramatic shots of these like ninjas that have like, it, they're not really moving. They're just kind of there and have very grim looks on their face. Yeah, they are doing the low budget version of a mass battle, yeah. which is to pose. <laughs> and then there is a giant frog in the distance, yeah. and then a guy standing on top of it, and then there's a big flash of light, and then the 80s hit you. The 80s come at you. So we find out this flash, this is a flashback, they explain this This big fox. Is explain a, the 80s! That's what I was just We're going to get there in a second. So the big fox is a, a demon that attacks the village. The dude standing on the frog... God, this sounds so insane. So the, <laughs> the dude standing on the frog is the fourth Hokage, which we'll talk about that title in a minute. That's a title, not a name. Yeah. He is the fourth Hokage. He seals the fox demon. We flash into the 1980s. Yes. In uh, Okay. So if you've never watched, like, the opening, the very beginning of Naruto, or... None, neither of us had seen the Japanese opening yeah, before tonight. it is unreal. It is, like, the most 80s opening I have ever and heard. The show is from 2002, and the series is not 80s at all. No, it's so confusing. It's, like, this huge guitar riff, and it's just, like... It's so weird. You just gotta watch it. It's, it's, just, it's so worth it. But the, what's great about it is, like... <laughs> Like, that's the intro, but in the first episode, the intro doesn't happen. They just do the 80s guitar riff. It's like <laughs> it's like this the drums from Never Gonna Give You Up, yeah. and then 
80s guitar riff, and then we're just in it. And it's like no intro, but it's super confusing and weird. It's it's also awesome because it's the 80s and it's super out of place. <laughs> yes. It's so crazy. Or, I mean, like, I, I assume, like... I never thought about Japan as, like, one of those countries that was, like, still trying to catch up with the United States or just playing with trends, like, from old United States. But all I'm led to believe here is that all of the world of anime inside of uh, 2000, the early 2000s, was, like, good anime style with really up-to-date uh, lingo and everything like that, except for the music. They were just getting the 80s music at the time. I guess. That's <laughs> the only explanation. Yeah. Well, Anyways. It's, that's canon now, so... Yeah, yeah. Here so, we basically, we cut... The 80s music comes over this... This uh, picture of a baby. I don't remember if they say that they seal it in the baby right now, but they so. will. Spoiler alert. So the basically we we open up. There's Naruto. He's a prankster. There's they basically live next to Mount Rushmore yeah. for this world. So Ninja Mount Rushmore. Yeah, I guess we'll talk about the word Hokage. I mentioned that a second ago. The Hokage. This is. Um, Hokage, ninja president. Ninja president. Yeah. yeah. Ho, I think means fire or something. And the, so the Hokage is like the fire shadow or something. I don't know. There, there's all these Kage for it all has these, to be wrong. all these different nations, but they're in the land of fire. The fire shadow. They're the, they're the village <laughs> hidden in the leaves and they are, that's part of the land of fire, which is a, not a great idea to hide in leaves in a land of fire. But yeah. unfortunately they did not ask me. So, um, the Hokage is is like village president. He's the village leader. It's a little ambiguous, but he's the big honcho. Mm. And um, so the fourth Hokage is the one that sealed the baby. Uh, we have four haste of uh, four haces, four faces on Ninja Mount Rushmore, and uh, those are, those are the Hokage. And so we meet Naruto when he's running away from some ninja. With a paint can because he has defaced the Ninja Mount Rushmore. Ninja yeah. Mount Rushmore is great, by the yeah, way. Yeah, I'm pretty happy with Ninja that. Ma- Ninja Mount Rushmore, let's, that's the vacation we need to go on next. <laughs> so, Naruto, um, he's, he gets found by Iruka, who's the, uh, sort of generic teacher guy. He, yeah. I think he's, I think if, Masashi Kishimoto had been planning this ahead maybe a little bit better. It seems like Iruka is kind of a placeholder, and then, like, he felt like the design was too basic, so he replaces him with Kakashi later on. Oh, yeah. It feels like they should be the same character, and they're not. Um, yeah. It's kind of weird. Well, I mean, it it actually creates, like, a really interesting dynamic, though, because, like, like Iruka, um, we'll figure it out a little bit later on in the episode, um, but, uh, spoiler at the be- very beginning, um, Iruka's got a lot of connection to with the same kind of person that uh, Naruto is. You know, he he's... He's also been orphaned by war, like this war against this giant fox demon. And, like, you find out in the first episode that, like, Naruto is in school with other ninjas, which is a thing, apparently. and he's failed the graduation exam twice. Yeah, and the whole town uh, treats him like, they, they say it like... I don't know, like 15 times. They, like, he, they treat him like a plague. Like yeah. a plague. Like they, a plague. He's very distinctly ostracized. We'll talk a little bit about the specifics of that later on because the Hokage discusses it. But yeah, he's an outcast. Um, he also, <laughs> he's, so he gets called into the principal's office basically, which it, 
it's a super big version of that because he goes to the Okage. So it's like if you're called to the principal's office and you go to the president, like <laughs> he is in this this office and in order to get out of it, he does this thing called sexy sexy jutsu or something like that. It's a it's a so they have jutsu in this version, which is short for ninjutsu, and there's different types and uh it's the magic of the Naruto universe, basically. Yeah. That's how they do their cool fights and powers and stuff like that, and we'll get into that, but uh basically sexy jutsu transforms Naruto into a naked sexy babe, which mm-hmm. is, has some uh tastefully placed wisps of smoke so that it remains safe for the kids. Yeah, if you learn anything from this, it is that uh, wisps of smoke are everything when transforming. Yeah. Or turning into multiple copies of yourself. Yeah, or a uh, log or whatever. Or a log. Yeah, uh, so the... so he Where just, do they keep on getting the logs? Did you just pull them oh, out? Hold on. I gotta pause real quick. There are so many logs in the Naruto universe. Yeah. And... Everyone has a log at any moment that you could possibly need a log. I, it's a there. It's just a world littered with errant logs that have been hewn to that exact length. Hold on. So I have to. I have to wonder though. Um, they're all carrying these different like links of log and amounts of log, and then sometimes they're in the middle of like a desert or something, and they turn into a log. And I'm like, they all have these little pouches too, which seem like they're way more full of things than they are. Yeah. So everyone in this universe has a ninjutsu apparently that Mary Poppins their bag so that they can keep very large amounts of things inside of a very small space. I think they imagine probably... a TARDIS attached to your side. I think they. Do- do a, I think they do a, a a blood contract with the log. So there's like oh, one yeah. log, or like maybe a village full of logs somewhere in the mountains. Oh, and yeah. They travel there in their infancy and do a blood pact with it so that they can trade yeah. places with the log at need. Oh yeah, so they summon logs yeah, to where they are. That has to be what it is. Okay, so <laughs> it's either blood pact. Or Mary Poppins. Yeah, it's one of those for sure. Yeah, for sure. So, uh, Naruto does sexy transformation jutsu, which is this fan service thing that a lot of anime, do. Yeah. almost every anime has fan service. Yeah. E- even Cowboy Bebop did it, but it was in a, a more toned down way. A lot yeah. of, a lot of fan service is pretty extreme where like the girls' butts or boobs will get like really in your face. Yeah. Um, and it's kind of the- weird, uh, but it's, it's sort of a constant. If you're going to dive into anime, like if you're listening to this and you are not currently an anime fan and your interest is peaked or you find yourself watching it just to check it out, just know there are a few conventions of anime that we don't traditionally have, at least not in the same way. And fan service is one of the more jarring ones. Yeah, especially um, especially if you're not prepared for the secondary ability of sexy nujutsu, which is uh, that it will make uh, the men watching have their nose explode in blood. Yeah, they bleed out of the nose so hard that they tend to fly away using that blood as propulsion. Yeah. And that's, so that's how Naruto gets out of this predicament. But he does, he is forced to clean up the graffiti off the faces. And Iruka sees how, it, it basically Naruto is talking about how he did it to get attention. And Iruka takes pity on him and takes him out for ramen, which yeah. is Naruto's favorite thing. Um and oh man, there is a very sad moment that happens almost immediately. So like, 
when he's cleaning up the thing and he's talking to uh he's talking to Aruka and he's like he's like yeah you'll go home later and like eat and then Naruto's like I don't have anyone to go home yeah. to and you're just like oh dead parents yeah I don't know if we've said it explicitly Naruto is an orphan um but yeah this is where he he sort of alludes to that it's really sad so they, he takes him out to dinner um and everybody in the Naruto universe has a headband pretty much it, not everybody but if you're a ninja you have a headband and it's basically a curved piece of flat metal with the symbol of your village carved on it and you it's attached to cloth and ninjas will attach it to themselves in various ways but uh it's technically a headband naruto wears it as a headband you'll he's see he's like one of four people that actually wears it as a headband yeah but it is officially a headband iruka also wears it as a headband naruto asks for the headband and iruka's like no you can't have this because this is a symbol that you graduated and if you'll remember naruto has not graduated he yeah. has failed the graduation exam twice yeah so so after having ramen they they go into school the next day and it's it's the exam that he's already failed twice yeah and uh he specifically they have to generate an illusory clone of yeah himself. yeah so it, he immediately does one and it's it's like this really gross version of himself that's yeah. way more pale right next to him it's like him laying on the ground poorly illustrated yeah and then like they say oh well he actually did something so we need to we may be able to do that yeah well specifically and- <laughs> the other instructor and his name is mizuki and uh you be don't prepared. have to yeah. you'll be him be seeing more of him in this episode and then never oh, again man. yeah don't <laughs> don't worry uh if you get attached to Mizuki you will be upset because this is his only episode i think maybe he appears in like a flashback in a filler arc which yeah. we will not be covering filler arcs so we're not going to see him again but yeah. Mizuki's like hey maybe we should pass him he, you know he did some stuff, all right. And then Erika's basically like, well, everybody else made three clones. Mm-hmm. And Naruto made one clone that can't stand up. So, no, he does not pass. Okay, so then, after that, you see one of the most iconic moments that I think you'll ever see in Naruto. If you have read the manga or watched the anime at all, you will know exactly what I'm talking about. And it is... Naruto on the swing outside of the school. Yeah, it's this wood plank swing. So it's a yeah. little plank on, on rope hanging from a tree, and he's, like, sulking on it. He is always on that swing in the flashbacks. Yeah. Or I in, swear like, to God. Half of the outros. <laughs> yeah. Like, he's... you. If you watch the show, you know the image, because they use it all the time. Yeah. So yeah. he's sitting there. These women are talking about... They, they see him across the way, and they're like, meh. <laughs> Look at him over there. Look, he's alone and he should stay that way. And Let's other, talk about plot points. The other one's like, well, it's because he... And the first one's like, no, no, no. We can't. And they're like, they talk about how they can't talk about it. Which yeah. we'll get to. So uh, so Naruto, he's later, he's sitting alone. Mizuki comes and talks to him. That's the other instructor. And Mizuki's like, hey, you know, I know of a way that you could pass. No big deal. And... Uh, and then we also, I just wrote this down, I don't, know, I don't remember what the context is, but Erika, um, oh yeah, Erika's just like laying in his bed, we cut to him, he's laying in his bed thinking about the exam, and we see a flashback of him as a kid being carried away from the flashback at the start of the episode with the nine-tailed fox attacking, and we discover that Erika's family, his his parents were killed in this attack, so he is also an orphan, that's one of the reasons why he is with Naruto all the time, and yeah. like, takes pity on him, so... 
Um, essentially, we find out from there as somebody shows up and is like, Erica, you got to come help us. Naruto stole the scroll of it's, sealing. It's what's his name that's talking to Aruka. It's Mizuki? Mizuki that tells him. Is it? Yeah, because he's got an evil plot. Mizuki's evil, you guys. Yeah. I got to tell you. But it's not just Mizuki and, and Erika. It's it's all the generic ninja of the village. They get only their worst to come and find this super important MacGuffin that never gets brought up again. So yeah. Naruto has stolen this scroll. This thing called the scroll of stealing scroll of sealing not scroll of steel he stole it but it's not about stealing he used the scroll of stealing to steal <laughs> steal the scroll of sealing so, to seal the scroll of sealing so basically the hokage is like hey we need to get this back this is a big deal everybody's like yeah this is a super big deal we're really intense about this they jump off to find him we see mizuki mizuki's thinking to himself like yeah, I orchestrated this. Yeah. Yeah. So, and we see that Naruto, uh, Naruto has been training. Like, he, he got the scroll, he looked at it, he, it's covered in all this jutsu. It's like the, I think it's like a jutsu bible, basically, and it's yeah. dangerous because, um, reasons. So, Erika <laughs> finds him clearly having trained, and Naruto's like, hey, I learned this really cool trick. If I show you it, do I pass? Um, and when he's telling Erika about this, he's like, yeah, well, Mizuki told me about the scroll. He told me where to find it. And he told me about this place where we are right now that I could come and train. And Erika's like, oh, shit. Yeah. Also, one of my favorite things that happens all the time in Naruto is that as soon as you found, find out that someone is evil, be prepared. One person is going to look shocked and then something terrible will happen to them. In this case, it is Shuriken and Kunai flying through the air directly at Aruka. Yeah. And Aruka, like, pushes Naruto out of the way and then gets hit one time in the leg. And then all of the other ones just silhouette him they do a over the wall. Erika cut out, like, if he ran through the wall in a Looney Tunes cartoon. Yeah. Yeah, and so the sh- Shuriken, those are the little ninja throwing stars. Kunai are basically throwing knives. Yeah. So, uh, Mizuki shows up and he's like, um, I got you to steal this because everybody hates you. And Erica's like, no, you're not supposed to say. And music is like, it's because you're the demon fox that messed up the village like a long time ago. Then you heard a dun dun dun. Yeah, it's uh, bad news bears. Uh, so music is like, now I've spoiled your secret. I'm going to totally waste you. He throws a giant shuriken at Naruto. And just before it hits, Erica jumps in the way and gets stabbed like really barely in the back. It's yeah. like it's super dramatic and he's bleeding and shit but like he, it's it is like I mean it's a blade so a couple of inches is not great but like it's barely sticking into his back but yeah. it, it's it's bad you guys. Yeah, you're learning you're learning slowly but surely that Mizuki is a terrible ninja. He's not great. Uh no, he's he, not he missed good. all those kunai. Um there's a reason he's not in the rest of the show. Yeah. Uh, he's basically I'm, just long hair bad guy. Yeah, so there's a, there's a very interesting thing that comes up in this episode too. So, he was just hit with a giant shuriken. He isn't clearly not dead. However, he is able to sit there and talk to Naruto. Yeah. And then talk to Mizuki. And we have learned about our very first time. It's the most powerful jutsu in the Naruto universe. 
Talk no jutsu. Talk no jutsu. If that- you are explaining plots or giving somebody a backstory. Or soliloquizing about your feelings. You will never get hurt. No. If you just, if, if they could figure out in this universe that all you had to do was sit there and talk about your past and basically like, what, you like filibuster the attack that's you happening to Yeah. Talk no jutsu is a filibuster. <laughs> it is like, it's like the deathly hallows of Naruto. Like it is unstoppable. Oh yeah. So like, it, it's basically putting your little pieces of your soul into your words and letting them fly away. Yeah, it's it is one of the things that makes Naruto great and also one of the things that is the easiest thing to make fun of Naruto. Naruto is great because it has these really good characters who have strong uh, emotional reactions and motivations and they just won't shut up about it. And it's like <laughs> it's it works and it doesn't simultaneously and you just have to love them for it yeah. or you're not going to like the show. So, so, uh, so we also, we cut away. We see the Hokage has a super weird crystal ball that I did not remember at all. And it's, it is so prominent in the first episodes. I didn't remember this thing at all. No. He has, he's straight up just watching things unfold on a crystal ball. And doing nothing to no. interfere. He even sits there at one point. He's like, Naruto. So basically, Naruto runs away with the scroll after Erika gets hit. And the Hokage's like, man, I better stop this. Because if he gets away with that, the fox could escape again and we might all die. And then just sits there. We just see, he just sits there. <laughs> he's just trusting the B team to pull together and get it. <laughs> Done. Also, before this happened, there were, like, 25 ninjas summoned to go and, like, retrieve this scroll. None of them them find him. None of them. No. So they all went in, apparently, a completely wrong direction. Anyways. Yeah, so so we get to the climax of the episode, and it is a really cool climax. Yeah. Basically, we see Naruto, he's sprinting through the treetops, which is a very Naruto thing. And, uh, Iruka, his sensei, who got stabbed a second ago, comes up and he's all injured and he's like, Hey, Naruto, Mizuki's coming after you. He's gonna kill you for the scroll. Give it to me and I will protect it. And Naruto just slams his body into him, punches him or kicks him in the stomach and slams him down. And Iruka's like, How did you know it wasn't me? And no, trans- it's Mizuki. Yeah, he transforms into oh, Mizuki. Mizuki. And then Naruto's like, Here's how, and he transforms into Erica, and it's awesome. <laughs> and then you're just like, oh, and then uh, another another power again of Takno Jutsu. Um, he's he's Mizuki is talking to him, and he's holding another giant shuriken, and basically coming at him with an axe of a killer object, and he keeps on talking until he he hits the uh, the I guess the peak level of Takno Jutsu, yeah. where it activates a second power, which is to inspire someone else so much. That they must come save you. Yeah. And so Naruto uses this new power that he has just learned. He was imbued from Takunojutsu. Yes. And he, like, turns into a ton, a ton of Naruto's yeah, all over the place. Basically, Mizuki accuses Iruka of not actually caring about Naruto. And Iruka's like, no, I do care about him because we're the same. And yeah. Naruto's like, well, I'm gonna achieve an absurd level of power. There are so, like, it's so many Naruto's. This is also an iconic shot, and it's, it's just a forest made up of Naruto's. Yeah. He, it's the Shadow Clone Jutsu, 
which yeah. is like so the, the the most in one of the most important things that I guess happens in his entire like yeah. ninja career. It's his signature and really only jutsu for a large portion of the series and yeah. um the they make a distinction the clone jutsu that they had to do for their uh for their exam that is making an illusion. The Shadow Clone Jutsu is literally making a, another physical copy. So these clones, unlike the regular Clone Jutsu that everyone knows how to do, these clones are able to interact with the world around them. If they punch you, it will punch you like getting punched by real Naruto. Yeah, and one of the things that it also comes up with is um, these are made out of your uh, physical like pieces of your chakra. So like you're breaking away your pieces of chakra and turning it into these other things. And that's a very important thing that they talk about uh, a lot later when you find out why he can do Shadow Clone Jutsu so well. Um, but it's... Just needless to say, be aware that Naruto has way more chakra than anybody else. Yeah, he's uh, he's stacked. And other people will use like water clones and like stone clones and yeah. stuff like that. And you'll you'll see those later on. So it's not like a specific thing that like just Naruto can do, but like uh, you know, he basically he's unique in being able to really pull it out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah, and so. And so it sort of wraps up with Naruto beating the Mizuki. living hell out of Mizuki. He kicks That's him what happens so to hard. him. He beats him to death. He, he beats is beaten him, to death by a bunch of children. He kicks him so hard that he falls all the way out of the story. Oh, yeah. He's he's literally killed out of canon. So, so yeah, he, he wins. The Hokage is still sitting on his ass watching things through the crystal ball and is like, nah, I don't have to do anything. Everybody, stop looking. It's all going to be straight. And then uh, Erika gives Naruto the headband that he was wearing that he wanted earlier and is like, hey, you graduated. Congrats. Yeah. So here we go into episode two. We're going to do this one fast. Oh, yeah. And especially, like, we're the next two episodes, man. They're partially filler, essentially. You can just run through those real quick. If, if you could... You can whole hog skip episode two if you don't want to. Like, if you start watching it and you're not feeling it, skip to episode three. It's really... It's really basic world building. Yeah, like, episode two, you learn about Konohamaru, and, like, he's he's a very interesting character. Um, he's the grandson of uh, the, the Hokage. third Hokage. Um, and let's talk about, since we're in the Hokages, like, what happened is the third Hokage... Uh, he is a much, much older, apparently, Hokage than... People are used to yeah, he, inside he of this world. Retired essentially when yeah. he got old, and it was taken over by the fourth Hokage. And then you find out that the fourth Hokage gave his life to save the town from the the Nine Tail, right. uh, the fox. And so he became, I guess, you he, know, he was. It was like a line of succession thing, basically. Yeah. Like he was still around and had been Hokage. So they're like, why don't you do it again? Yeah, and so so. so yeah, Kona <laughs> <laughs> so uh, basically, Naruto is uh, in a meeting with the Hokage, and Konohamaru shows up. He's this like really dickish little kid who man, that hat is so stupid. It, he's wearing head. the stupidest hat, and he's just like, a, oh no, what if we're being insensitive and it's like a, it's, it's like it's a just, hat. No, it's like one of those helmets that people have to wear because he falls. Have... He, well, he immediately falls upon. He a falls carry. a lot. He falls so much on his full. 
like, full on his face. Oh my god, I feel, like, so bad about this now, because, like, what if he's, like, it's like one of those epilepsy hats that people has to have to wear it, to it protect could them be. those helmets. He, yeah, it could be that. Like so, in Garden State that she right, has to well, wear. we're not gonna talk shit about his hat anymore, but he does, uh... He even puts patches on it to make it look cooler. That's true. Oh no. Alright, so Konohamaru, <laughs> he's, he's this really young kid. Like, Naruto's young, he's probably, I don't know, 12 or something, but Konohamaru is, like, a child. Like, yeah. full on, really young, like, impotent child impudent not impotent <laughs> so anyway and we're moving I'm on silently that. shaking my head at Blake yeah I'm getting I'm getting real judged over here so, so. I, I, I'm gonna re, I'm gonna fast forward uh, almost a rewind don't rewind I'm gonna fast forward through this a little bit further so like it, it really all you need to know is that he he respects Naruto Naruto finally has someone who to respect him. He wants him to become his sensei. Well, he likes Naruto because Naruto doesn't treat him like the Hokage's yeah, grand. Yeah. And he talks about this at the end of the episode. He says like everybody nobody I'm named Konohamaru because our village is Konohagakure and I'm named after it and nobody calls me by my name. They just call me the Hokage's grandkid, but Naruto saw him like as a person yeah and so he's like i will eventually challenge you and i will take you down and you will be my rival and then they have like a moment where they like show thumbs to each other and it's yeah. all thummy and the, then it's the, over <laughs> the only other important information we meet ebisu who is this sort of nondescript teacher of konohamaru we'll pretty much only see him in the context of konohamaru yeah. We also learn explicitly about Chakra, which is the magical energy that makes the magical attacks of Jutsu work. Mm -hmm. It is just generic life force that you build up in your body and expel to do magic. So yeah. that's really it. I, they also teach each other, like Konohamaru wants to learn the sexy Jutsu so that he can get out of in trouble with his grandfather. And then Naruto unleashes what is called harem jutsu where he does shadow clone and then all of them do sexy jutsu yeah it's dumb it's real dumb so number three is meat and potatoes stuff this is where we meet sasuke and sakura and actually we actually meet a lot of the other characters tons too. of them i don't think that's true if you're reading the manga i do not think that you meet these characters you might meet one or two of them but i think they were shoehorned in later because by this point in the manga, we've met them, so the animators were able to throw them in instead of just generic students in the background. Yeah. Yeah, you have, you meet like tons and tons of people. Um, you have, uh, you have Hinata that you meet inside of this who is touching her fingers together yeah. while she looks at Naruto. Cause she has like a stereotypical shy girl, Japanese crush. Always. We uh, meet Shikamaru a little bit, Choji. I mean, we meet, these are people we'll, we will cover. We don't need to know them right now. Yeah. Um, I, I did write down at the beginning of this episode, Kanoha is socialist. <laughs> because I, I just, we see the first shot is Naruto wakes up and he's in like this huge apartment that he lives in by himself and he's an orphan. And I was like, are they living in like a socialist commune? Like, does he just get given an apartment because he's a citizen of Kanoha? Like, he has contributed nothing. And in fact is quite a liability. Like, he is a, an active nuisance who also has a super destructive demon trapped inside of him that might unleash on the village and kill everyone. Okay, this is ridiculous that you're having this conversation because you know these spoilers that I cannot give away and you're just taunting me <laughs> with saying things like this as if I don't know why 
why he has a, this apartment. You know. I know why, but, like, I just thought it was remarkable that he's, like, being housed. I, you know. But, I mean, we'll cover a version of that in this episode. So, so basically, today is orientation day. Naruto puts on the headband that Erika gave him. Yeah. Um, they're off to school. And the point of this scene is to get introduced to the new main characters that are going to be along the for the ride with Naruto. That is Sakura. So she is a girl in a red dress with pink long hair. Mm-hmm. She is introduced uh, in a rivalry with this other girl, Ino, who's a blonde girl. We'll meet more about her later. But basically, they have a rivalry. Sakura gets to school and they see Sasuke, who is this dark-haired, brooding dude. Um... Sakura has a big crush on him, as do all of the other girls. They get into a brief spat over who yeah. gets to sit with Sasuke. And you have Sasuke. your, like, first love triangle, which is more like a love line. As, right. Because Naruto is obsessed with Sas- uh, Sakura, and Sakura is obsess- obsessed with Sasuke. You and Sasuke is obsessed with Sasuke. the man that he wants to kill. That's true. So... <laughs> You had a fun Freudian slip there because you almost said Naruto's obsessed with Sasuke. And, and number one, that is a popular non-canon ship. And number two, the show directly feeds into that can that non-canon ship. Oh, yeah, they kiss! They kiss. So <laughs> basically, Naruto hates Sasuke because he's cool and Naruto is not. And he climbs on the desk to stare angrily into Sasuke's eyes like inches away. And the dude at the desk behind is totally not paying attention and is having his own conversation and bumps Naruto in the ass who promptly falls forward and they lip lock with Sasuke. And then all the girls are like, I can't believe that Naruto just stole Sasuke's first kiss. That was for me. (laughs) And they beat the crap out of Naruto. Yeah. And then, and then you get your, your, your first of uh, explanation of like what's going to be happening in the next episode, basically just giving you, hey, by the way, we're about to do this, and they break everyone in the room into teams of three. Yeah, they, and of course, Naruto is with Sasuke and Sakura. They have this great scene where Naruto it goes to each one of them, uh, or it goes to Naruto and Sakura, and Sakura is like, I don't care who I'm with as long as I'm with Sasuke. And we get this, like, really quick cut to Ino, who's like, I want to be with Sasuke, too, but nobody cares. Ino's not important for a while. And then Naruto is like, I want to be with Sakura, and I don't care who the third person is as long as it's not Sasuke. So then they call Team 7 is Naruto and Sakura, and then Naruto stands up and cheers, and then the third is Sasuke, and then it's Naruto sitting and Sakura is standing up and cheering. It's really cute. Yeah. Um, and then we, we go to episode four. There's not really well, any. There's a little bit more. A little bit. Naruto pulls hijinks. Uh, he beats up Sasuke and impersonates him using, uh, transformation jutsu. Oh yeah, there's like that milk bit where he's yeah, straight so, bad milk. You watch him poop a lot in episode he, three. The whole episode three is about him pooping. But basically, Naruto turns into Sasuke because Sakura likes Sasuke. He, as Sasuke, asks her, what she thinks about Naruto. She thinks he's annoying. Naruto then gets sick to his stomach and runs away. Real Sasuke shows up and says that Sakura is annoying. Sakura then decides to be nicer to Naruto. Hold on. She first gives him, she first gives Naruto shade about not having parents. And that's something you should not say to Sasuke. Sasuke is talking about how Naruto's messed up and she agrees by saying he's an orphan and that's why he's messed up. Sasuke is an orphan. She does not know this. If anybody has like 
family issues. It is Sasuke. Yeah, she has stepped in it and does not realize. So he says she's annoying. So then she's like, oh, now I know how it feels to be called annoying. I'm going to be nicer to Naruto. Naruto shows back up and she's like, hey, I'm being nice to you now. And since she's acting uncharacteristic, he thinks it's Sasuke in disguise like he was. So he totally blows her off. But essentially, he spends most of the time sick to his stomach, and then we find out it's because he drank bad milk. Yeah. All right, episode four. So, first important thing you really, really get to do, uh, you get to meet one of my favorite characters of all time in the show, which is Kakashi. Yeah. Um, he is not only badass, but he says... Whatever the hell is on his mind, he's which great. is so great. Like one of the first things that he says is that he's just like, "I already hate all of you." Yeah. So they, <laughs> he's the only instructor who is late to pick up his students. He is so late so, all the time. Yeah, that's one of his things. He is always late, and so he they play a prank on him. They the door to the classroom is a sliding door, and they slide it, slide it so that it holds a piece of... God, this is such a weird prank. So it's a a dirty eraser is being held at the top of the doorway so that when Kakashi opens it, it will fall on his head. And Sasuke is like... He's a Jonin level ninja, which is a high level in the ninja world, and there's no way he's gonna fall for it. So Wait, he, is it Jonin or Jonin? Jo, Jonin, I think. Nin, I think. It's, it's Chunin, Genin, Jonin. It might be Nin. I'm not sure. <laughs> I thought it was Genin. And Jonin. I don't think it's Genin. I think it's Nin, because it's, like, <laughs> short for ninja. It doesn't matter. He's a high-level ninja. Sasuke's like, he's not going to fall for it. He promptly falls for it, and Sasuke's like, this guy sucks. <laughs> and then... This guy sucks. And then <laughs> that's when Kakashi's like, my first impression of you guys is, I hate hey, you. It's <laughs> <laughs> so great. Yeah. Okay, so then they they go on their exam. Well, and... they they introduce themselves, which oh, is yeah. important. Uh, I don't know if it's important. The, the, yeah, Naruto talks about ramen, and he says, I want to be the Hokage. Sakura bumbles her way through it, but then for her list of dislikes, she's like, well, I dislike Naruto. But what's important about it is that this is the first time that Sasuke says, number one, sorry, I wrote, Sasuke is super emo. He He literally goes... I dislike a lot of things, and I don't really like anything. And I'm like, just put on your eyeliner already, bro. <laughs> but he, so they, one of the questions they have to answer is, what is, what are their goals for the future? And he says that basically, all of this is so that he can, he has a man that he has to kill. Yeah. And mentions a few times that he's on a mission of vengeance. Yeah. This is super insanely crucial to him as a character. It is the defining characteristic of him as a pupil or as a character. It's, it is his motivation. He has other defining characteristics. He is particularly gifted. He has a cool ability that we'll learn about in two, two months, but uh, maybe more. It'll, it'll be a while, but he has a really cool, unique ability that we'll learn about. But uh, his driving motivation is that he wants to avenge something or someone by killing some guy. <laughs> Which we know the answer to, but we're we're not going to spoil it yet. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so then we cut to the exam, which is so... It, the setup for this is great because Kakashi's like, you're going to throw up, so don't eat breakfast and meet me there at 5 a.m. So they're all there at 5 a.m. prompt, and then you just get shots and shots and shots of the, like, sun 
coming up and it'll be coming later and later in the morning. They're just sitting and waiting. they're more and more hungry. And then Kakashi just like rolls up at ten thirty. He strolls up. <laughs> He's like, "Hey!" And they're like, "Why are you late?" And he goes, "Well, a black cat passed in front of me, so you know." <laughs> so ridiculous. So Kakashi's. The, so here's the test. Kakashi has two jingle bells attached to his. It's totally what it is. He has two jingle bells attached to his belt, and he's like, "You guys, you got to take one of these bells each." Um, if you get a bell, you pass. If, if you, you don't, don't get a bell, you... you fail, and you go back to the academy. You basically have to start all over. And I guess wait another year or something. Yeah. So basically, suck it. You're out. He also says, if you don't come at me with intent to kill, you're not going to succeed. Nar- he's like, all right, uh, I'm going to tell you when to go. Naruto promptly jumps the gun. And this is when you first get a glimpse of Kakashi as a badass because he, he is just behind Naruto. He catches Naruto. Naruto pulls out a kunai, which is again is the knife thing. He's brandishing it and running at Kakashi and suddenly he has his arm with the knife behind it. The knife pointed at the back of his throat and Kakashi is just calmly holding him there. And I think Sakura thinks to herself like, oh, I didn't even see him move. Yeah. So they go into the, they go into the, the test. Kakashi's standing around. Uh, Sakura and Sasuke are hidden and thinking to themselves while Kakashi's thinking about the values of hiding. Naruto promptly shows up and challenges him head on. Uh, he tries to attack him, but it doesn't go very well. And Kakashi does a really weird move that I really don't want to talk about. <laughs> and it, it just doesn't end well. And basically... He beats Naruto physically and then leaves. It's so funny that you're like, I don't want to talk about this. It's super weird. He leaves a bell on the ground. Naruto thinks it fell off of his belt, but it was obviously a trap. He reaches for it, but gets caught in a, you know, one of those hidden ropes that pulls him up in the tree. Uh, Like later, I think at the start of the next episode, he cuts himself out of the rope, lands on the ground and promptly gets pulled up by a second rope. (laughs) It's, it's pretty funny. And that's the other thing about like the first episodes of Naruto is that they're pretty strong in the comedy and pretty light in the action. Yeah. Our first glimpse of the action is going to be episode five, which is the next one. Yeah. So this one really, it really ends with them. Weird cliffhanger. Yeah. They, they really, are not going to catch Kakashi is what they're starting to figure out. And then Sasuke, uh, Sasuke thinks he has an opening. So he yeah. just throws a bunch of kunai and like, and, uh, and, uh, uh Shuriken at yeah, him. Cause, cause Kakashi is distracted talking to Naruto. Yeah. And it like hits him from the side. He goes over. End of episode. Yeah. Oh, the other thing, the last thing about this episode or carry over is that Kakashi, when Naruto's rushing at him, he reaches in his bag and Naruto's like, oh, he's going to pull out a weapon. Like, this is serious. And he pulls out a book called Make Out Paradise. Oh, yeah. Which is a running theme. He he wants to read the book. It's probably like a trashy romance novel or maybe even erotica. It's a little unclear, but it does seem to be slightly pervy and directed at adult men who are kind of sexual. <laughs> so he's he's basically reading, like, male... Er- like, not male erotica. I guess that would be gay erotica. He's reading straight male erotica that sounds weirder he is reading some form of erotica trashy romance (laughs) he's reading a romance novel and just let it go anyway yeah so he's got that this will continue into the next episode so we get to the next episode naruto does the thing where he's still trapped in the tree um so the next thing that we see is uh sasuke has thrown the the knives and shurikens and stuff 
Um, it hits Kakashi. This is the first time that we see somebody turn into a log, which we mentioned earlier. Yeah, it's big, it's heavy, it's wood. Yeah, it's they, log. they describe it. It's called substitution jutsu. It's better than bad, it's good. Es- essentially, substitution jutsu is, uh, replacing yourself with something else. Kakashi used it a second ago at the end of the last episode. Naruto attacked him with lots of shadow clones. Uh, right before Naruto landed a punch, Kakashi substituted himself with another one of the clones, so Naruto punches himself. Yeah. Um, yeah, so he uses substitution jutsu to get out of it. Sakura is running... Uh, Sakura and Sasuke are running away because Sasuke has blown their cover. Um, and Sakura gets caught by Kakashi, and this is really cool. So oh, yeah. Kakashi is teaching them the three different ninja arts. With Naruto, it was Taijutsu, which is basically physical attacks. Yeah. With Sakura, it is Genjutsu. Oh, it's that is attacks so on the mind. There's like one of the coolest animated. Okay, so here's the thing about the first five episodes of Naruto, and I talk about this a lot because like uh, anime, one of like my biggest biggest pet peeves. And if you watch Bleach, you will see the hell out of it so much. Um, if you watch Naruto, you'll see. It less often, especially like when they have like episodes that mean something and are not filler arc, they kick it up. But there is sometimes what's called recycling frames, and what you are doing is you are showing basically the same frames over and over again, or you show a lot of things like superimposed over other things, so that instead of actually having to show movement of these animated characters, you can just kind of show like these flat things over the top of it. It's more the idea of movement out of still images, so that the animators don't have to draw as many pages, so that yeah. they don't have to pay for as many pages. Correct. So, like... This is one of the first episodes, episode five, by the way, is one of the first episodes where it's like every moment is, is really animated well. And it's, it's one of those things where it's just like, if, if I started watching this show and I was just like, oh, I, I hope that it, I hope that this animation gets strong. And then you get to episode five when you have your first like real fight moments and real like genjutsu moments, you're like, oh, Shit, I need to watch this show, yeah. and I need to keep on watching this. It is far and away below the level that we will see some of the fights, but it is good animation. It is it is basically... Oh, Naruto man, has been strongly oh. a comedy up until this point. This is the first time when we're like, oh, this is actually going to be an action anime, and it's going to be good. Yeah, and so, like, Sakura sees, like, this, this like, it's... It's Kakashi standing in front of her, and then it's just all the leaves around her, like, pull up into the air, and then you see Kakashi, like, put his one hand over two fingers and pull down, and then you just hear this, like, it's like, uh, I I can never... disembodied bell or something? Yeah, it's like, dong, like, one of that, and then you see her eyes kind of glaze over... And then the next shot is her standing there being like, what just happened to me? And looking over and she sees uh, Sasuke just covered in blood, full of like needles and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And she just screams and passes out. Yeah. And And he's like, (laughs) he talks about it's genjutsu. He he basically attacked her mind with an illusion. Yeah. And she was defeated. And then he thinks to himself, maybe I went a little overboard. Yeah. Uh, So then the last one left is Sasuke. He uh, finally takes his chance to attack Kakashi. And um, Kakashi is going to cover the third ninja art. That's ninjutsu. That's basically the magic superpower attacks where they launch, you know, elemental blasts and whatever at each other. Um, So Sasuke attacks him and it is really cool. He, he throws a kunai, which 
Kakashi dodges and he's kind of like, oh, I kind of expected better. He throws a second kunai as Kakashi's dodging that cuts a rope that led to a trap that just launches like 20 kunai. And then when Kakashi dodges that, he's kind of impressed and suddenly Sasuke appears and kicks him. Kakashi catches the kick. Sasuke spins and punches, which Kakashi catches with his other hand. And then Sasuke spins again to kick which is blocked by Kakashi's forearm. And it's this like really cool trading of blows. And then you realize that this was all according to uh, Sasuke's plan because now his one free hand is right next to the bells and he reaches out and grabs one of them, but it's just out of reach. He touches it with his fingertips and and Kakashi pushes them away. Yeah. And Kakashi puts away his book. He says, I can't read during this. Yeah. Because he like, he has to actually try even a little bit with, with him. And so the next thing that happens is that Sasuke, like he uses, he does a couple of hand gestures and like, this is your, big thing in Naruto. Yeah, you'll see this for the first time. They make, like, these different symbols. There's, uh, I think there's, like, 32 or something like that. It might be more. Um, but they're, like, horse, dog, something like that. Based off the Chinese Zodiac. Yeah. There's more of them. It's gotta be more, because that's only 12. Yeah. And so, and so they do, like, he does a bunch of these, and then he, like, spits fire, like this big fireball that like hits the ground yeah. and it looks like it's coming right at Kakashi. And then as and the Kikashi flame goes thinks out to himself, you shouldn't be able to do this yeah. at your level. Yeah. And he, you see as the fire goes out, he thinks he's hit him and then hands come out, out of the ground and grab, uh, Sasuke's feet and pull him into the dirt. And his head is the only thing that's sticking out. Yeah. He calls it like headhunter jutsu. I think it's also been written as decapitator jutsu. <laughs> Okay, so then the next thing that happens is you cut to Naruto. Well, um, well Sa- Sakura has woken up. She walks onto the scene having just thought that Sasuke was killed and sees Sasuke's head sitting there. Oh, and she's like, you're decapitated! And then he <laughs> says something and she freaks out and passes out again. It's great. Okay, so the next thing that happens is you you cut to uh, you cut to Naruto. He has cut free. He's gone to try to get the food that's sitting over there and Kakashi has caught him and uh, tied him to a tied post. Tied him to a post. And uh, uh, Sasuke and Sakura, they... He he wakes up Sakura and they talk for a little bit. And then you hear the bell go off. It's noon. They Time's haven't up. got the bells. Yeah, they have all failed essentially. Yes, they go. They're sitting before Kakashi and he's like, "Here's the deal. Uh, you guys didn't use teamwork. That was the whole point. Like, if you had used teamwork, you probably could have gotten the bells." Sakura is like, "Well, there's only two bells, so like, why? How could we use teamwork? One of us can't get a bell." And he's like, "You know, I designed it this way intentionally to discourage you from using teamwork, even though teamwork is the answer." And he says, "All right, here's the deal. I'm going to give you guys a second chance. You guys can eat lunch um, because remember they've been no food starving this whole time." He's like, "You guys can eat lunch. You're going to try again after lunch. That's going to be your your second and I guess presumably final chance. You don't have to go back to the academy yet, but." You are not allowed to feed Naruto. If either of you feeds him, you are immediately disqualified, and I'm going to be watching. Yeah. So they're sitting there, they're eating, and Naruto is hungry, but he's kind of accepted his fate. And uh, I guess before we get to this last, we see cuts throughout this episode of Iruka sitting with the Hokage. He's worried that Kakashi is weird or strict or whatever. Mm-hmm. The Hokage reveals that... Kakashi has never passed anybody. So none of his students have ever passed on from the initial, like, 
training exercise that the kids are on right now. Yeah. So we get back to them having lunch and Naruto's hungry and Sasuke's like, all right, if you're going to be in any condition to fight, we have to share our food with you. It doesn't matter what Kakashi said. Sakura kind of calls him on it. But Sasuke's like, no, we, we have to work as a team. He's right. Um, I'm going to share my food. And Sakura's like, you know what? You're correct. I'll share my food too. And, uh, they, the first bite of food that goes into Naruto's mouth, Kakashi appears in a giant burst of smoke. Mm-hmm. And then he does this ninjutsu that is really non-specified. And it's basically, it's the ominous clouds jutsu. Yeah, it's, it's basically Storm from X-Men when she's like, she's I man. use the power of the elements. Nature is my power. <laughs> To the monorail! <laughs> so he calls up these dark storm clouds, and I said it should be called Red Herring Jutsu because he's not actually pissed. He says, you guys all passed. Yay! And the reason is that uh, he basically explains that all of his students in the past were idiots, regardless of what he said or how he tried to influence them to work as a team. They refused to. The fact that they worked as a team was the whole point of this. They weren't supposed to get the bells. They were just supposed to work as a team. They all passed. They're the first team to pass. And, and they get to go on a mission next time. Yeah, we'll talk about that the next time we visit Naruto. Yeah, so that's it. And uh, I guess that's all the time we have for tonight. Yeah, for sure. Uh, listen up in just a little bit for a sneak preview at the next topic of anime. Whatever. That was great. The next time we get jumped, I guess. so good. Yeah. Let's just use this. Unedited. Always. (laughs) Blake and Spencer Get Jumped is made by Forever Summer Productions. With sound editing work done by Rashad English of Plain English Productions. He's our level four sound wizard. Our podcast is ad-free and we want to keep it that way. If you want to help us keep releasing episodes without the use of ads, please consider supporting us on Patreon. Patrons get exclusive member content as well as unlocking group perks. Follow us on Twitter at B&S Get Jumped and like us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Blake and Spencer Get Jumped. New episodes come out every Sunday on your favorite podcast platform. And if you like the show, please like, subscribe, and review. Reviews help us chart on iTunes. Next time on Blake and Spencer Get Jumped... Wiper!